Hi, this is Cutter Garsha. I play the voices of Torn and Jinx in the Jack and Daxter series. I'm here to tell you that you're listening to Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. This is episode 20. It's it's a small milestone, but it's a milestone nonetheless. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm here with two other hosts this week. They would like to introduce themselves. I'm Jesse. And I am CJ. And I'm Cherry. So this week, we haven't got our mission by mission. We're just doing a sort of catching up on jacked mail, some theories, bits and bobs. This is a bits and bobs episode. When we actually have some jack mm. news. Mm. So... The first thing, then, is the Jack news. We have got rumours of a new Jack game. Again. Again, it's very light rumours. We are really trudging up stuff to put in this Jack news. It is something that was posted a couple of weeks ago. You don't say. (laughs) It's something that was posted a couple of weeks ago. It's following on from a tweet from Savage Starlight. He posted, Sony's new San Diego studio is working on an open world open game with... RPG elements and is Savage Starlight is he one of the game test analysts I think anyway that's coming from a an article by Gaming Intel in the article it says a rumor has circulated that suggests Sony could be working on bringing back an old IP this again pairs well with Jack and Daxter Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it is it really is just speculation I mean it does sound like something that the corporate overlords at Sony would do what the jack and daxter or just going and seeing what old ip that they have that they can bring back really it doesn't seem like something they do we know it's not spyro or crash yeah it's definitely not spyro <laughs> shit do, does sony do um uh ratchet and clank they do but they had a recent reboot too i don't know how do you uh, make a movie based off a video game and the movie is trash, but the mo- video game that you make based on the movie that's based on your video game is somehow that's... better than your movie? That That's like some next level bullshit right there. Mm. I, I, I can't even figure that one out. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be a Jack and Daxter release because it is the 20th anniversary later this year. I will be so surprised if they don't do anything. Surely. Watch us get like some stupid BS collector's edition version that's just some nice shiny gold packaging but it's the same games that we've been rebuying and rebuying for 20 years now honestly i wouldn't be too surprised i'm i hope they do something better than that but that does seem like the general go-to thing for these Mm. hey lost frontier remastered the pain oh that'd be awful oh my god <laughs> I'm, I'm having I'm ptsd right now you, you you've i'm, I'm triggered <laughs> <laughs> well darren when this popped up on the group chat darren did add some good points he said the only time jack had an rpg element in the game was the fable-esque leveling system in the lost frontier so yeah it's true though. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so you i'm a little bit ignorant on video games I, I I know what role play, I know what RPG stands for, obviously, role-playing game, but I'm not really familiar like what sort of tropes or like uh, video well what, what what is RPG? Like give me give me like cause from this Lost Frontier game, which I've never heard of or played before, um, 
I, I don't really know what you're talking about. Okay. Honestly, same. The, <laughs> the elements from Lost Frontier that were RPG-esque were the leveling up systems, like upgrading your armor, more HP, more power for your weapons, okay. etc. Oh. Okay, that's, that's the basic tropes of an yeah. RPG <laughs> game, where you level up your character, your weapons, your equipment, armor, etc. I mean, they had elements of that in the first Jack game. They really do. I just, I mean, probably they didn't have more just because that wasn't the direction they were going in the, with the series at that time. Mm. But I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that you could open up the series a little bit and put in more elements like that, but still remain relatively faithful to the core Jack and Daxter experience. Mm. Yeah, because if they went full RPG, uh, that wouldn't quite work. At, le at least in my opinion, for a Jack game, because you know, it was just well, they'd like be getting into constantly... the same situation why they canceled Jack Four in the first place. They'd just be moving too far away from what made what made the games like different and stand out. Honestly, I exactly. don't care if they do that. Like as long as it's a good game, like I trust, I trust Naughty Dog. Whoever came up with the other two, I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about it. But if it's a good game, I'd rather it than nothing. Even if it moves away from the original games, like Jack Two was so different to the first one. And I'm fine with that. And you will have fans that will like bitch and moan about any little thing. Mm. Um, but I do agree. Yeah, I mean, you have to grow and evolve. I mean, and the series grew and evolved too. I mean, from the first one to the second game onward, mm -hmm. they didn't stay the same. They never really tried, except for maybe Jack 2 and Jack 3. That was the only time I feel like they just kind of retreaded the same water mm. and didn't really do anything innovative. But um, still. Yeah, the only thing they did was bring in more cars and then they really did that dead in jack x and it was a good racing game but could do about all the cars buggies see i like the cars i like the buggies oh <laughs> even though there wasn't very much to do in the wasteland it was always fun to just drive around there and do all the extra challenges get all the precursor orbs oh no so i like i like i like the bikes and the sort of hovercrafts in like the city but i don't know i think it's just because once you come out of jack 2 and you go into jack 3 i was just eager to get back to the city i didn't really care about the wasteland it was just waste to me uh, but getting back to the city was quite a shock when you, you got there oh what happened half of it's been destroyed yeah oh the feels jack jack did make up bring up a good point as well though sony has been advertising they need skilled testers familiar with immersive third-person combat open world rpg elements and challenging gameplay so if they're getting testers in it must mean the game is close to completion and that would tie in very nicely with the 20th anniversary this year hmm again i don't know though i feel like i mean we're already in february now I mean, and granted, anything could happen in a year. I mean, just look at last what happened last year. I mean, wasn't it? Isn't it December? What? Isn't the anniversary in December of this year? I mean, the, in the I mean, every time they announce one of those Pokemon games, I feel like they don't announce like it until like August or September, and then boom, it's coming out in November, December, right in time for Christmas time. So it could. Mm. I mean. <laughs> True. You know me, I'm just, I, I've been down this Cynical. road too many times. I'm not going to like get my hopes up for, for any bit of news until it comes out from either Naughty Dog or Sony themselves. That is hey. a realistic approach. 
I always wonder though, like where what 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 do you think? Um, if they hadn't gone in the direction that they did with Jack Two and just completely changed everything, what do you think like a a traditional Jack and Daxter sequel would have looked like? The return of Gaul and Maya. I think that would have been it. Maybe Samos thinks that Jack can be the next like. Oh, oh, it'd be cool. They could still incorporate the Dark Jack stuff if they wanted to find like who's going to be the new Dark Eco Sage. Ooh, that would be cool. God, can you imagine Jack as a sage? It would be cool, actually. They could be training him to be the new Dark Eco Sage, and then when they're fooling around the Dark Eco, that's what triggers the Dark Jack. And we could have all that stuff still, but still within the confines of relatively simple child the same kind of game that the first game was i don't know i'm kind of (laughs) glad that they didn't do that because because of the innovation and all the cool stuff that we got after jack 2 came out i don't know it's just kind of fun to think about the what ifs and the different all the different directions the series could have gone in it'd be a cool fan project i think it would have been more like ratchet and clank if they hadn't changed it like ratchet and clank is a kid's game i think it would have just stayed a kid's game Mm mm-hmm I'm just, we talk about Jack being kind of like a niche game and they haven't really done anything with the franchise for a while, but maybe they made six games total. Um, mm. That's pr- that's a lot. Um, and we still want more. We are so greedy. Well, I think, too, the reason we want more is because they left things on such a sour note. Like, The Lost Frontier can't be the last game that we get. Please don't let that mm. be Jack and Daxter's swan song. Yeah, it's like the, the fear yeah. of anyone any creator that brings something back that did well is that it will be shitter than it was before i was just gonna say ironically they <laughs> they were more accurate portraying him in spin-offs oh yeah you mean like the all-stars like the like the um the, what is the smash bros clone called again do you mean uh, the playstation All-Stars? the playstation hero playstation movie. Uh, well, yeah, that that one and the Star PlayStation Battle, Battle, yeah, that one. Yeah, those both like had more Jack in them than the Lost Frontier did in the long run. I saw a gameplay of them playing. I think I actually played the game only once when I played in like the Haven City slum section. I was very impressed with the stage in the area. Um, other than that, yeah, no, that wasn't my yeah. bag of tea at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on from the news now, we have got a jacked fact. And this is credit to the other jacked host, Jack, for finding this one. And this is that some of Sandover Village concept art that was going to be in Jack 2, but was never used, was eventually used in the PlayStation All-Stars game as part of Jack's storyline, which Jesse was just talking about as well, which is funny. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, how would that be in the Jack 2 games? Is that, like, before they go through the rift? It would have been cool, actually, if they had done that. Maybe, um, uh, what's-his-face's name? Kor is not dead yet, and he goes through the warp gate to go after young Jack, and then Jack and Daxter have to go back through the warp gate to Sandover Village, and that's where you have the final battle with uh, Kor, Metal Kor. That that would have been a good callback. Mind, I would have liked it if at the start of the game you had to do a mission in Sandover Village, and then, like, if you had to fix the teleport, the like rift rift gate, the rift rider. That's the one. If they had to like find some orbs for that before they could leave or something, that could have been cool. 
that would have been a better, I think, transition from the last game into Jack 2 because all you get is an opening cutscene and then bam, you're in Haven City, everything's different. Mm, right. Yeah. It would have been a nice, maybe a little little bit of a breather level before you actually start the game out. Mm. That would have been a nice start. In fact, I, do, I suppose it would have been one of those sort of ineffective levels, really, when you look at the like plot. But yeah, like you say, that would have been a nice way of transitioning. Naughty Dog, get us on board for the story for this game. We've got a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> maybe they had, I don't know, maybe the concept for Jack 2 changed over time. Maybe they originally hadn't planned it to be more of the traditional sequel and blend it in. And then maybe they just, the, the further and further they got away, they eventually just said, screw it, we're just going to erase everything and start from scratch. That is a really interesting idea. Like if this was the setting for Jack 2 and then when they started seeing how successful Grand Theft Auto was, yeah. they scrapped it. That makes me a bit right. sad, to be honest. Because <laughs> this is beautiful artwork. Yep. Okay, moving on now to Jacked Mail. This Jacked Mail is from Carol. This is from a fair few weeks ago, but we've just got around to finally including it in an episode. So I'm sorry, Carol, but we have got it now. So sorry. <laughs> just kidding. We we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Carol says she's been listening to the past Jacked episodes and has a lore theory that she would like to share. And I really like it. Okay. It's drawing in on the whole Jack is Ma debate. This is something that we keep revisiting time and time again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says she gets the feeling that Naughty Dog wanted Jack to be Ma, but just went about executing the idea in a really confusing way. Yes. Referencing in particular that it's strange Ashlyn made that jump from Ma being Jack's name to him actually being the Ma. And yeah, I definitely agree. Any thoughts? I don't know. I Because um, the whole Jack being Mar thing opens up the grandfather paradox, and I've never liked that. That's the, one of the reasons that I just don't like time travel in any way, in any media. I feel like once you introduce time travel to the story, then it, all stakes go out the window, all rules go out the window. You can pretty much do whatever you want. So I don't personally like the idea that Jack is Mar. I like the idea that it's just part of a royal dynasty. Um, that could be wrong. I mean, it definitely does feel like that was Naughty Dog's intention, though. Mm. Um, because they even set it up in Jack 2 at the very end when Samos is like, we may meet Mar someday. He may be closer than you think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I agree with what you say about the time travel thing to an extent. But I think if it's, if it's well done, I love it. Like what they did in Jack 2... It sort of proves they really don't care what they shit on because it does open up some paradoxes and it there's plot holes. But I think other than that, like if it if it gives like that sort of that feeling inside when you're like, oh my god, that is an amazing twist, then I'm fine with it. Well, yeah, how they handled it in Jack Two is fine. I think Jack Three probably could have used a bit more time to refine the story because I feel like that's where the real problems begin. Mm. Is in Jack Three. It is, I love Jack 3. It's my favorite game in the series. But I think it's rushed, like, production schedule. It came out less than a year after Jack 2. I think oh. if they had just spent a bit more time on the story, I think it would have turned out better. Because, yeah, like, I love how they do it with Jack 2. It's very, very much kind of in the background. They don't talk about it very much. Mm. The only reason they even do the time travel is to really erase the world of the previous game and create a new world with Haven City. Yeah, I agree, totally. Because it... When I was re-watching the cutscenes for Jack 3, because 
sometimes I just rewatch it as if it's a movie. It's quite sad. But still, I noticed like the the ending is so sort of podged. Like it's just sort of you know it's like, they oh, that, their that fingers happened. and come up with it. Yeah, exactly. It's really it's too snappy. It's too. What's the next thing we can do? Let's move on. Just get it done. It's finished. Get it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carol goes on to give us her own headcanon theory, which is similar to what we've discussed previously, but has a unique edge, I think. She says, what if the precursors needed Jack to go to the past to help start the Mar legend to complete another one of his time loops? Without the House of Mar, probably Damus wouldn't be in this position and Jack wouldn't have been born as the heir. The team are in that time after the precursor legacy as the metalheads invaded the villages and would be responsible for building up the Haven City. This is a wall of text, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. I, re- I did read through the agenda, I think, and saw this part, though. Yeah, like yeah. I, I've tried to summarize it, but it was a lengthy email, so I'm sorry, Carol, if I'm not doing it justice, but I've tried to summarize it. Carol continues to write that she thinks Kira would be the one to build up the shield wall, the eco-grid, and... That makes sense because we see this happen with the Rift Rider in Jack 2. Samos would inform how to lay out the city because he had grown up and lived there. And Daxter would be the origin of the Mar Legends because of his big mouth. I don't see. See, she said that she didn't like the idea of Jack being Mar, but I don't know. Like, I don't like the idea of even if Jack and Daxter did go back in time to help, you know, found Haven City. If the whole Mar thing ended up just being like a complete, like, Fooey, it was it, it never happened it never existed but jack still somehow like maybe met his biological family i don't know so that's why i don't like time travel it just it complicates the story too much they have to like make all these other like games or prequels sequels or whatever to justify it mm. i don't know that's just that that's just my personal feeling on the matter um i i would like it if they did make a game where they go back in time and then find out the Mar Jack legend is actually just something that was invented by Jack to inspire hope in the people of Haven City, you know, that they would eventually one day overcome this um, evil force. And Hmm. um, it's just some random family or whatever that Jack ends up being related to down the line. I don't like the idea of Jack starting his own family lineage because that's the grandfather paradox. And I, I don't like that. Yeah, they'd have to be really creative with how they maneuver that issue because that could be really weird. Yeah, that would that would that would be pretty weird. Um, yeah, I could totally see Daxter starting the Legend of Mar. I think that would be a that yeah. would be funny. Neat. Yeah, that would be really funny. I would love that. Which would kind of which would kind of make him Mar anyway, because then he'd end up naming himself in the future because of the legend. Yeah, that's weird as well. And then voila. Grandfather, grandfather paradox solved. It's not Jack anyway. Exactly. Like it wouldn't be Jack being his own grandfather, but it would be Jack naming himself because of yeah. you know the legend of, of Mara going you know down the generations, and then he'd be he ended up being named Mar. I think Deimos just named him Mar as like kind of like how you name like oh we have Stanley Yelnets the fourth or you know whatever. I think maybe Deimos was just naming, he was just naming um, Jack Mar as like a, just homage. 
I did love this theory though because that would be a really neat reason for why it's named Haven City as well. I thought if Jack and the gang had mm-hmm. to build it up as a haven from the invading metalheads since after the precursor game setting. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I love the I love the idea of them going back in time to build Haven City. And then, like I said, like, I think using the idea, the legend of Mar to like really inspire hope in the people, especially it'd probably be very rough in Haven City in the very beginning when it was first mm-hmm. being built and founded. And they're trying to keep the metalheads at bay. So the people, the citizens probably would need some sort of symbol to keep. It'd be like Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games. Um, they mm. would need some sort of symbol to keep their hopes up, to keep their passion for the war alive long enough to get right. the walls up so that they'd be safe. Yeah, and I definitely feel like, I feel like Naughty Dog wanted us to think that Kira would be responsible for building the technology in Haven City as well. I feel like that could be a good setup. <gasps> Ooh, what if Kira turned out to be Mar? Oh my god, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. That would redeem all of the shitty dress that the women characters have on this game. That would be good. Now that'd be a twist. That would be interesting, actually. That would. That'd be a gender bend of the century. I like your idea, too, of Kira, because, you know, all the technology... Because she already apparently was the inventor of the Rift Rider, so... Mm. And I always thought that, you know... It was probably her her original Zoomer, her A-Graph Zoomer, that probably provided the basis for all the Zoomers in Haven City. Yeah, that's the point, because they sort of... They do address the sort of, like, how confusing the timeline thing is with Kira inventing something that she invented off the back of something that she'd seen in the past. Mm-hmm. But it, it it does come back to she invented the original Zuma, so that is, like, the grounding for her engineering. I just love the way that they hand wave it too with Daxter being like, the more you think about it, the more it hurts your head. Yeah, exactly. That's a real, I do like that. It's just sort of saying, just suspend your belief, please, and just enjoy the game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so now we are moving on to fandom happenings. Again, we need to come up with a name for this. This is the lamest name we have for any of the segments. It was just a fill-in space. Any ideas for a fandom happenings, Jack and Daxter related segment name? Jacked happenings, anything? <laughs> Jackenings? Mm. Mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't know about that one. <laughs> no. Jackdom mm. happenings. The Jackdom. Closer. <laughs> Daxdom? Daxdom. Yeah, you could give Daxter some spotlight time. Right, he's so overlooked. Okay. That's it. You just hear angry Dexter now. This is what happens when you remove my name from the title. Fandom <laughs> <laughs> happening. Okay, so this I, is... I've looked into... People apparently think Dexter's really annoying, and he <gasps> he's listed on, like, frequent, m- most annoying video game sidekick characters. See, that, that disappoints me. I find that so short-sighted. Me too. Don't get me started on defending Dexter. Cause... I think he's funny. Same. I think he's hilarious. I do too. <laughs> I he, I think he's annoying in the first game, but I, I think they they they, they, u- they utilize him a lot better in Jack Two onward. Mm. No, I think I think he's brilliant. He's definitely one of the favorite characters like of any games I've played. Like as far as sidekick mm-hmm. goes, like they normally make the sidekick like a shitter version of the main character, but this one, mm-hmm. you know, it's like his own entity, his own character. He's 
I think he's great. Ginger little thing. And it's his transformation into the Otzel that jumpstarts the series in the first place. Mm. So in honor of Daxter, we will name it Daxter Happenings. Or just Daxter. And he's also a literal god. Yeah! Damn, yeah! Precursor. Does ja- uh, does he have any powers, I wonder? Did they ever... I, I guess not, but he's, he's just a precursor in name only. I guess, is it the Lost Frontier? He becomes Dark Daxter. Isn't that just because of the, like, dark egoics? I do not like that at all, honestly. In concept, it sounds like fun. Yeah, I thought that was really crowbarring. With the way that they executed it, it was just awful. Mm. Well, hold up. Let me look something up real quick. I don't know if you guys know this. You probably don't. But um, Lady Gaga, when she released her new album, Chromatica, um, the whole thing with the album was supposed to be, like, there were 12 different tribes on the planet of Chromatica, and they each responded to a different color. And I believe that the Uh-oh. green tribe was actually called the Eco Warriors. <gasps> so I want to see, like... Oh. That's so cool. Mind. I don't know. You guys are in America, actually. Have you seen the new Lady Gaga Oreos? Yes, I actually bought some. Uh, no, I have not, actually. Are they different colors in America? Like, are they... They're pink. They're pink and green. Oh my gosh, see, look, I opened up a pack and they're just normal here because the colorings in them aren't legal in the UK, which amazes me. I just think, how has she licensed something in her name that isn't even legal in all the countries? Do they taste nice? Uh, they're just the vanilla Oreos. Oh, oh. Well, maybe I'm not missing out. The pink Oreos have tasted the same no matter what colors they've made them. I haven't tried the white ones. There is the vanilla, which are the uh, um, like yellow ones, and then there are the chocolate ones, which are the rack ones, obviously. And then there are different mm. colored fillings, but yeah, they're either chocolate or vanilla. Mm. Somehow we've gone on to Oreos. I'm so sorry. What were you saying about yeah. Green Eco with the Lady Gaga? Well, no, like um, the green, the green tribe on Chromatica. Basically, the whole idea of Chromatica it's a, it's a planet, uh, and then there are twelve tribes of people on Chromatica, and each one responds to a different color. Um, and I always, I, wa- I always wondered if the Chromatica thing was inspired by Jack and Daxter because the green tribe are called the Eco Warriors. And um, Someone needs to ask her that in an interview. Oh my gosh. Like I love Lady Gaga's imagination that she's come up with this whole world. And I would mm-hmm. love it so much more if it was even the slightest bit inspired by Jack and Daxter. Yeah, like what if she was a closet cat fan? Uh, the pink ones are called the Kindness Punks. Ooh. The Kindness Punks. They, they fight. They are the warriors of Chromatica, but they only fight with love and peace. Fuck me, that is so Lady Gaga. That right. is so Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. All right. Well, we can go back to our Daxdom, I guess. We've gotten off on a really <laughs> long tangent. I'm trying to... I was, just try, I, I was looking this up to see what the Orange Tribe was, but I can't find the Orange Tribe of Chromatica, so... Ah. Ah. I don't know what an Orange Eco would do. I just like orange. It's my favorite color. <laughs> Okay, we have got to pull it back to this Daxdom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so entering the Daxdom now, what has been happening in the Jack and Daxter fandom on various social media platforms in the last two weeks? What I noticed is that Siobhan Roberts is doing some sick mashup artwork. I've put pictures in the doc and I will post them on Instagram if anyone wants to see. But if you just type in 
Siobhan Roberts on Facebook, then his artwork will come up. The one I wanted to talk about, I put four on here. There is one of Daxter and Ratchet and Clank with enemies from the Ratchet and Clank game in the background. But the second one is, I believe that is Dark Daxter as a bunny. You know, the Dark Daxter bunny. I know he's not a bunny, but he just looks like a massive bunny. And there's Golem Maya and there's Dark Jack in the front. That's not a mashup. That's just a pure thing. But these are really nice. Have you guys looked at them? I did. I, did. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They're so good. I love his, I love his art, art style and everything. Same. So many talented creators in this fan base. I mean, we have to. We're, we're literally the only people keeping this franchise alive at this point. Exactly. I'm, I'm amazed that it is 20 years after the first game came out, nearly. And mm-hmm. we are the only Jack and Daxter podcast, and we haven't even been around for a year. Like, this, this is insane. We should have started this 10 years ago. Where have we been? I mean, I get that the games are like a niche audience. I mean, but they've sold over like what, 15, 20 million copies? That's a lot. Yeah. All the games besides The Lost Frontier got great reviews. Mm. Yeah, and I mean. Now it's just a very niche fandom. It is. No. It's a niche. I quite like it, mind. Like, it's a bit of a bum because it means we don't get as much content, but I. I do prefer it not being like on t-shirts in Primark or... Yeah, no, it does feel a lot special that way. It feels like something that... Mm. It's kind of like a a hidden secret that only we know about. Yeah, it's a hidden gem. I like that. Mind, this third picture, I forgot to mention, the third one is Jack with Clank on his back. And there's... (laughs) I don't understand how people do this with digital art. Like, he's made the luminous lights, or is it green eco like he's made it look luminous that always blows me away how they can do this on digital art i guess you must add like a blur or i don't know no i was gonna say that i mean now there's a lot of programs nowadays that just have like a pre-built like glow effect in but yeah no a lot of times it's just like a blurring or you're just adding like a softer more translucent version of the color around it to make it look like it's glowing oh well that takes away the magic I like to think that this is Siobhan did it from scratch. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely not a graphic artist, so don't take my word for it. But yeah, I think it is nice that we've got such talented artists as part of the Jack and Daxter fandom, like you said, CJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, I want to see like a really good cosplayer next. I know those images on the <sighs> internet, but I want like a professional Jack and Daxter cosplayer to come out of the woodwork. And just slay us all. Yeah, there are some good ones on Instagram. I'll have to dig some out and put them on the next episode's Daxton happenings. But yeah, you're right. Like I haven't seen anyone really ace it. Yeah. Another artwork that I found that I was really... I liked it because they showed the process. But this one was by David Rosenberg. And this was posted on the Jack and Daxter fans Facebook group. It shows Jack as if he's just been propelled into the air with Daxter and Daxter is going for a power cell while Jack reaches for an orb. And like I say, it's it's not as detailed, but it's so nice. Like each, I don't know, it's a lot of um, digital art these times, but they all have their own style. I love it. Again, it's really, you can see talented people on these fandoms. I also like that he shows, I love it when they show the process. Like I did art 
at GCSE and A level and they always talk about how you you know you got to show the process and now I have to right. admit I prefer seeing the process to the finished thing yeah oh. I always love seeing the process Oh, in the Jack Three guidebook that um, I keep referencing a lot, they did a bunch of they had a bunch of um, graphics and stuff all throughout the book that showed you the different stages of animation. Like they did one full page where they showed you like six different like animation cells of Sparta City and showed you in oh. each one how they how they started with a basic model and just added gradually in more detail until eventually it was all put together. I love that. What nice. is this book called? Like, I had a look on eBay and like I couldn't find any guidebooks. They were just showing me like you know the little pullout you get in the game. Mm. I don't know. It was an official guidebook. They may not have it anymore. Um, I, oh. me and my cousin were like vandals, and we like vandalized our version of the guidebook until it was pretty <laughs> much like just falling into pieces, and we eventually threw it away because it was just junk. <gasps> no. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you threw it away. What do you mean you vandalized it? Well, we love to draw draw on it and like mark up the faces. You know, we were like we were, we were kids. We were stupid, like 11, 12 year olds. We, yeah, we didn't know. I'm so sad you didn't keep that. I would have loved to see pictures of what you doodled on their faces. That would have been great. Oh no, you wouldn't have. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> oh. 11, 12 year olds. When I say we were immature 12-year-olds, we were immature 12-year-olds. What was that like in any image where Daxter had his mouth wide open? There would be things drawn? Or was it just, you know, you put some of them in dresses? It's not, uh, it was a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I want to know. No, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> uh, the last thing in the... What did we call it? The Daxter this week is... On smells. Jack sent this photo on the group chat and it I think it was posted a while ago on one of the Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was so interesting. It really blew my mind. But it's what someone thinks the smells of all the echoes are. I'll just read out what they put as them because I didn't think of it. But once I saw it, yeah, definitely. So this came from r forward slash Jack and Dexter. I think this was a Reddit post. And he said, Green Green eco is snapped leaves, freshly cut grass, and wet earth. Blue eco is the ozone and the new car smell. Red eco is spicy curry cooking over a wood fire. What do you guys think the eco smells would be? Do you agree with those? For the most part, yeah. I think that we as a Mm. fandom are so desperate for new content, we are like really scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a good tidbit. I think it is too, actually. No, it's something I never would have thought of. <laughs> I would have never thought about that. Does eco smell? Like, I just like the concept of that. No, I just like, I never would have thought of that. Does eco smell? Exactly. I like um, the green eco smelling all earthy. I definitely would see that for sure. Definitely, especially because green, o- green eco is like the environment one. It's not like ambiguous. Exactly. <laughs> Mind, I would have thought ble- Blue Eco would smell more like, I don't know, something to do with electricity. Like, you know, like, do you remember when you had that box TV and you'd turn it off and there'd be like static on the telly and like you sort of go close to it to see what it feels like as a kid and it would have a sort of tingly smell? Well, strange as it sounds, I kind of understand what you mean. <laughs> 
like and you'd rub your hand over it and it'd sort of you could hear it pop exactly static electricity yeah that's that's what I imagine. And there'd be a smell, like, if you went close to it. I imagine that would be Blue Eco. What does... I, I can't... I don't have it pulled up right now. What, what was the Dark Eco smell? Dark Eco was tar, black mold, death, burns, and sinuses. No, no, no. Tar, black mold, and death burns the sinuses. Wow. Is that... Okay, then. Is that very apt for you, CJ? I was thinking more of the lines of like some sort of poison, like maybe nightshade or something like that. If nightshade mm. had a smell, mm. deadly, or like some sort of like yeah, like really toxic flower or plant. Oh. I did explain the dark eco plants and stuff like that. The spores. <gasps> yes, in that um the basin. Which uh, well, I guess I guess that's kind of like the black mold. Yeah. I don't know, because a dark eco's, I mean, even though it's destructive and, you know, obviously bad, it's still pretty and, you know, obviously is the source of the precursor's, you know, essence or whatever. And it would, so it's not all bad. So, I don't Yeah, know. like, I, I never get the impression that it smells like garbage. I always think it must smell more like, like a metal, like just bubbling metal. Like, no one, they never go near it and say, oh, P.U. That stinks. Like, it's never yeah. come up like that. It would probably smell similar to the uh, yellow eco. Mm -hmm. what, whatever they said it would smell like. The, that, that hot metal. Yeah, pungent sulfur and hot metal was the yellow eco. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, isn't pungent sulfur just like a really smelly fart? Yeah. 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 I don't imagine yellow exactly. eco smelling like a fart. It's like a burning pile of shit. <laughs> if they were going to go for the whole, like, dark eco equals death kind of thing, they can make it smell like um, potassium cyanide, bitter almonds, which only a uh -oh. third of people can actually smell. It's a genetic trait that not everybody has. So what? if somebody's poisoning you with potassium cyanide, the, chance you, the chances are you're not going to be able to smell it. What? So... What what was that? Un uncooked almonds. Bitter almonds. It's a really hard to describe smell, but it's something that's so pungent and so sharp that you would know it immediately if you do have the ability to smell it. So is it is it anything to do with an almond? I don't know. I don't think I can smell it to be honest. I don't know. I've never been around potassium cyanide before, so I wouldn't know. Fair enough, fair enough. Which would be cool too, though, because it would make the dark eco even more mysterious and deadly because there's a good chance that the people on the planet, not all of them, would be able to smell dark eco. So it would be more inviting to them and therefore more deadly. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Okay, so now it is time for our jacked joke. This is courtesy of Jesse. So I will play it now. So me and my friend were walking out of the hip-hop saloon when suddenly this really angry-looking guy comes marching down the street. He even had the nerve to shove a crimson guard. I said to my friend, that guy looked like he had a chip on his shoulder. My friend says, really? It looked like an otzel to me. <laughs> I nominate Ian for the next Jack joke. That was good, Jesse. That was, that was a really... 
that was a good one i feel one of the best that we've had <laughs> thank you <laughs> i mean how long did it take you jesse to come up with that joke not long to like come up with the <laughs> joke itself but i mean thinking of something thinking of something about jack and dexter to make a joke about i'm like like you could make a lot of witty jokes like you know like like we make on the podcast but i mean like actually making like a riddle or a knock knock joke or something like that is a little bit more difficult at least to me yeah i had to come yeah. up with something that made sense i like i like jokes that are a bit longer like that or or tell some kind of story mm, that's a good idea to do a knock knock joke i like that if i ever get nominated i'm gonna go for a knock knock joke now but ian is next we'll have to get him to send one in i'm not sure if he's got a microphone sorted out to come on an episode but yeah he's under the firing line now okay and we have reached the end of the episode thank you for listening i have enjoyed my time here with you guys i have as well it's always a pleasure yay okay if um if anyone has any opinions they'd like to share with us or they want them read out on the show, then email us at jacks.podcast at gmail.com and we might read them out on the show. Or if you want to leave a voice note, if you just limit it to like a minute, we can play that because as you will see from what I did to Carol's email, sometimes I butcher them if they're a bit long and wordy. So I, I'm sorry, Carol, I tried to do it justice, but... Yeah, voice notes are good, people, if you want to get your point across clearly. Okay, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Au revoir. Congratulations, you made it to the end. Don't let the door hit you on the way out.